Hey, it's the fabulous one, Jimmy King over here, and I'm Terry Foster. Join us at 1 p.m. Thursday and Friday. Really? <laughs> no, they got me. I got you. I got you. All right. How are you? I'm. All right. I got to ask you a question, brother. Yes, sir. Every time I run to a brother, you know, you might call him Dick or Rich mm-hmm. or something like that. So, no, no, no. My name is Richard. You call me Richard. Uh-huh. Don't call me Bob. My name is Robert. Mm-hmm. You're going by Jimmy. Yeah. How, how do you go by Jimmy, brother? Well, first of all, I didn't name myself, so I can't call myself James. Uh, I'm named after my father, Jimmy okay. Sr., Jimmy Howe King Sr., First of all, my my grandmother obviously uh, must have an affinity for farmers because it sounds like a farmer's name. But um, you got overalls. I'm, I'm Jimmy, you know. I got I had some overalls. The I only up, other brother I know I is Jimmy is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, that's right, right with a Y. So that's country. Now, not I. It's country to me, and it and it is my name. But um, it, Jimmy itself isn't country, but Jimmy Howe is very country. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. I love you. But uh, I had a friend in college. His name was Robert. Don't call me Bob Jackson. And he played (laughs) in the NFL. Yeah. And he said, if you ever call me Bob, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. You know who else played in the NFL that that threatens to kick your ass if you don't call him by their name? Who? Charles Woodson. Oh. If you call him Chuck, you don't like it. You're in trouble. Yeah. I was at a golf outing at U of M. You and, call him Chuck. Uh, I called him Chuck, oh, you know. God, man. I What's called him Chuck. He ain't even, he walked by me like he ain't know me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I said, Chuck. Like, said it louder. Like, he, he kept walking. Now, then I said, Charles. And then he find, Then he's like, right. there you go. What's up? What's up? Yeah, what's up? Now, everybody thinks my real name is Terrence. Mm-hmm. It is not. My name is just Terry Foster. Yeah. I am one of 10% of people in the nation who do not have a middle How name. How do you even have that? Here's what happened. Inform- information. All right, I'm born, right? <laughs> So I don't know if everybody's pissed or what. So, damn, here's this mug uh, coming in bothering us. Anyway, it took them three days to name me. They're arguing about now, hold should on. we call them. Hold on. What? Now, it, took, it took a week for me to name my son. Really? You know what his name was for a week? Horatio. Boy. Oh, boy, yeah. Boy King was his name for a week. The hospital called. It was like, hey, uh... It's time for you and your wife to figure out what you're going to name the boy. What's going on, dude? Well, <clears throat> we were we, we were bumping heads on what to name what his first name was going to be. So I wanted to name him after my brother, who passed, and she wanted to name him after her uncle, who passed. So we all know who won that. Okay. Without my, my wife had that shit figured out like three months before we knew what the kid's name was going to be. Mm-hmm. And of course, I you know we knew it was a girl because you know I'm like. You know, why surprise why yourself? Surprise, Just, right. you know, I wanted to get the room ready and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was jokingly saying I wanted to call her Shaquita. <laughs> and my wife went nut. <laughs> Not going to call me that ghetto name. What's wrong with you? I said, I'm just joking, girl. Yeah. So we came up with Celine. Mm-hmm. But we knew she was named Celine three months before she was born. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that, that uh, just wanted to know about the Jimmy thing. Yeah, the Jimmy thing is just that, that my opinion, my take is just, you know, affinity for, for, for country. So you, you get mad if somebody calls you James? No, I don't. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't take it that serious. I only get mad if they're trying to be disrespectful, and then, you know, then I set them straight. All right. Wonderful. 
Now, <laughs> point two. Now, something historic happened this week. Yes, sir. The Michigan State Spartans kicked uh, the Wolverines' man. ass in basketball, brother. Stop it. Can we skip this? I don't even want to nah, talk nah, about nah, it. No, 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 no. Don't walk out now. I don't even want to talk about it. Cassius Winston is a bad uh, dude. Cash has been killing us for years. Is this it? The, the game uh, Sunday isn't – that's nothing new. That's not out the norm. In my opinion, from watching these games every year, ever since Cassius has stepped on the court – Against us, he has been that X factor for the Spartans. Whatever he does, we do not have an answer for, and it showed again Sunday. Now, give me your basketball assessment of Cassius. He's not fast. Mm-hmm. He's not quick. He's kind of awkward. Douglas. He's kind of awkward. A, he's a modern Sherman Douglas. He don't look like a basketball player. If you just mo- look at him, you're like, a, I just he's a modern play. Sherman Douglas. Sherman Sherm didn't look like a ball player, but he at the end of the day, his team won and he led his squad. Okay. The general, yeah, yeah right. I, I remember the general. The general. Then there was a uh, who was a oh, was this fat dude too uh, on Syracuse. Khalid, nah, yeah, uh, Khalid. Khalid from UConn. I, I got to meet him. Yeah, he was he was fat, but there was another dude. Uh, <laughs> hey, watch the fat, <laughs> fat point guard. Well, I mean, you're not. I mean, you can oh, be mass- fat in life. It's okay. <laughs> you can't be fat and play basketball yeah, unless you escalate. Oh no! And and God, you know, I I, I love you, but. But big oh big Oliver Miller he oh, was yeah. fat yeah well but you he know, had yeah, still no, he, he could fat. play he, no he could he could he was fat. the first time I ever saw him play was an exhibition game he played the Pistons mm-hmm. I'm like who's this dude yeah and uh, he talked like this yeah hey, my name. <laughs> and uh, I remember one time uh, Charlie Vincent who wrote a column for the Detroit Free Press mm-hmm. said in his uh, column that he was fat so why you got this fat dude out here mm-hmm. so wow Oliver Miller was real pissed off. So we go in the locker room. He said, Big hey, are, are you uh, Charlie Vincent from the Free Post? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking. He couldn't he didn't know it was the Free Press. Right. Hey, you're from the Free Post? Everybody came in. Yo, you Charlie Vincent? I said, no, nah, man. He said, I'm looking for Charlie Vincent from the Free Post. He said, That's nobody called me fat but my mama. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. That's Big O. Big O will come after you now. Big O. He's and not speaking let you of fat, I want to bring the guy rest his soul because he's dead. But Robert Trailer. Yeah, sir. I saw him play in high school. Mm-hmm. And I saw this big motherfucker running up and down the court. So there's this little point guard, Robert Trailers, running the wing. Mm-hmm. And this little dude throws up like an alley-oop. I said, why is he throwing the alley-oop? He can't get up with his big fat ass. He can't get up there. and, and his, uh, big, his big fat ass got up and got it. It got it? up and got it. And, not, and he styled, too, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. looked around like, yeah. did y'all see that? Yeah. I'm like, damn. Very very deceptive. He's like he's like Barkley. Barkley was huge, but very uh, nimble on his feet. Yes, light on his feet. Tractor was the same way. The name kind of throws you off too. Big tractor trailer, but he was very light and nimble. Do you know where he got that nickname from? No, I do not. For me. Oh, you gave him. I that gave name? him the nickname. Wow, how about that? He even admitted in the interview. No, that uh, was good. Yeah, sure. somebody. Uh, they they asked him, "Where did you get the?" Uh, uh-huh. Nickname. So there's this. Oh, he doesn't talk like that. That's Oliver Miller. <laughs> That's a big Nah, he said, nah, this dude from Detroit, yeah. Terry Foster, gave me the nickname. I gave it to him when I saw him play in high school. Yeah. He looked like a tractor. Tractor, trailer. His name yeah, was Trailer. Just, yeah, so pulling we everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he was right. a big dude. Rest man. in peace. Good, good guy. Great yeah. soul. That was a good Michigan team. That was one of my favorite Michigan teams. That, that was almost as good as you did. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, you guys were, were my favorite, hands down. Well, they were entertaining. But, and see, were. I always tell people, too, like, before us, there was a team that actually won it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah, they, they were. They were good. No, but we're talking about the 
the it factor. Mm-hmm. Not only winning, but people that you remember. Right. And, and all I that still stuff. think that 89 team with Glenn Rice, uh, Ramil Robinson, uh, T Mills, like those guys, um, and, you know, just me being a fan growing up, uh, watching those guys is really what made me want to go there. But they they had a great team. And, 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 and I – Glenn Rice – He's not mentioned in, in when we talk about who's the greatest shooters of all time in the NBA. Oh, he can shoot, yeah. He's he's top he's top five yeah. of all time. I, I swear every shot during that tournament all time, all time. was from 20, Glenn, Glenn 20 Rice 25 five. feet away. And it was like he, he had a style where he was like a V when he when he released the ball. And it was the same every time. Yep. That's why I give him that. Like you look at shooters, Reggie Miller. Same, even yeah. though he had an awkward release, it was the same every time. Well, Steph, I think Seth's the greatest of all time. I, I mean, agree. Seth is the greatest by hands far. Down. Hands down. Hands down by far. Like, he's taken it to another level. Bird was that guy, in my opinion, uh, leading up to that. But I, I tell people all the time, um, one of the toughest guards that I had in the NBA, and when I say his name now, people will be like, oh, yeah, sure, um, because he fathered. Steph Curry, but Dale Curry. Oh God, yeah, was tough. Instant offense. Instant offense. Yeah, Quickest release I've ever seen, and, and he wore those teal Charlotte Hornet uniforms. But, but exactly. But twenty years ago, when people say who's tough to guard, and I say, you say Dale Curry, they look at you like slow Dale Curry. Do you, do you, do you know who the point guard was for that team? Muggsy, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy. Yeah. <laughs> you, Muggsy. Was he like four he feet was, tall? Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, five three. Yes, five, and he looked five, like. Three. Uh, Baby Godzuki. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Big head. Baby Godzuki. You know, just... <laughs> cartoon. Yeah, Who was bigger, Godzuki. him or Mookie Blaylock? Mookie was bigger. Yeah. Mookie, Mookie was, was about six. Mookie was about six one, actually. He was a little bigger. And uh, then, of course, the uh, slam dunk champion, Spud uh, Webb. Spud Webb. Yep. Shout out to Spud. Also from Dallas, Texas. One of, uh, uh, you know, my mentors growing up there. Uh, Larry Johnson, Spud Webb, and that crew. Grandmama. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Larry Johnson was was a load also. Just just a tough dude. But, yeah. Uh, what a Big team. guy, but a, a humble yep. guy. Vegas, what a yeah, team. You want UNLV, oh. the Shark. Who's the better? Is that the best team money could buy? UNLV. The UNLV? I agree. Well, one, one of the players is from here, Anderson Hunt. Anderson Hunt. Yeah. Yep. And every time I Hunt, see him. nice. Yeah, I know. I make fun of him, man. He, he hates seeing me because I always bring up. <laughs> The hot tub. The Him hot tub. in the hot tub. I said, Anderson, what's but up, you brother? Know what? that, that's an iconic picture, too. Yes. Like, Wait, I refresh my picture. memory on that one. Oh. Uh, was it Sports Illustrated? Well, anyway, everybody had figured out UNLV was dirty. Of course. So they took a picture. There was these boosters in Vegas, Vegas and everything. There's an iconic picture of Anderson Hunt and some of the other guys in this. It's coming, it's coming into focus <laughs> now. In, in the hot tub with this rich dude. Oh, so I think he had on his old coveralls and stuff like that. So uh, then they took that photo. And yeah. that's all. Every time I see him, I'm like, hot tub. It's an hot iconic photo. All I can think of is the hot tub. Because all, all you could do when you see that photo mask is shake your head. Like Man. when you see it, it just, even if they're not, even if they're just there and then nothing happened, it just looks, the optics of it is horrible. Was Tark there with his towel? Was, no, was he, was, he was towel not there. Him off. <laughs> I'm sure he was pretending like, I, I don't know what's yeah, going on Yeah, I don't know what here. you're talking about. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Tark too. I got, a, I got a great story about Tark when he was recruiting me with UNLV. All the coaches that ever came to my home, they would come there, you know, they would, you know, um, greet my parents, stay for dinner, have a nice long conversation. 
Tark came by himself, no assistance, no managers, no no handlers, nothing, no luggage. He walked in the door, sat on the couch, kicked his feet back, put his hands behind his head, and was like, "Are you coming or not?" Mm. That was and it. that was and that was it. And I was I just looked at him <laughs> and I laughed, oh, and man. I was like, "I like this guy." And he was like, "But you me, didn't go." He was like, "Let me know what you think." And laid back and went to sleep on my couch for an hour. Woke up Damn. and was like, see you later. Really? I love Tark. I, I was like, this is. What your parents say? What did it they was, think? It was fresh. Like yeah. my mom, like every, we, we sat around for an hour and watched Tark sleep on our couch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, have, that was have a, these back in the day. You, right. you would have been snapping all the video, pictures, everything. But yeah, just a good guy, humble, just straight to it. No, you know, st- straight to the cut. So I, I say, take it, Steve Fisher didn't fall asleep on your couch. Nah, fish. <laughs> well, yeah, fish was well, a little, uh, fish, uh. Yeah, fish was a little bit more buttoned up, <laughs> more professional. But I tell you about the the one thing about Michigan though. Um, and this is the reason why all of us chose Michigan. Michigan was the only school that didn't promise me anything. Oh, get out of here, man. <laughs> they didn't promise you anything. Michigan was the only school that didn't promise me anything. And then when we find, when we all got here, we started talking amongst ourselves about recruiting trips and visits and what you do and what happened. And when we, what we discovered is that all of us was offered something except for Michigan. And that's what stuck out to us. That's why we chose Michigan. What did UNLV I'm, offer I'm, you? I'm not buying that. <laughs> I'm with you, T. Listen, you just, you no, I'm not buying that. They didn't you offer look, you anything. 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 Not, even, like, not even a pack like, of gum. Like, like a pack of gum. Most schools, when I say offer, I don't mean money either. Like they'll say, like, you'll, you'll be our starter or you're going to get 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Oh, or, that kind of yeah, promise. Like just, just, not, just not money. No women? They didn't give women you any Women or any no. of that. It was It was... So they didn't you promise you any money. This is what they promised. They promised a great education. That's bullshit, man. Get out of here. Nobody hey, believes that. University of Michigan promised a great education. If this dude had gone to Pittsburgh or UNLV or Duke, he'd be telling us I'll all kinds bag. of Michigan stories. Of yeah, course. I would have went for the bag. Those holes on had my the couch. Bag. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. It would have been like three strippers and, a, and two bags. I would have went for two bags. I was greedy. Hey, I had a, I had a guy, uh, a good friend of mine, Anthony. Presnack. He said, please ask Jimmy this question for me. I said, he said he probably won't answer it. He but won't. P- please answer. <laughs> what did Chris Weber get to come here? Oh, <laughs> uh, what did Webb get? Now, see, yeah. everybody always thinks Webb got something. And let me tell you what Go Webb ahead. got. Go ahead. He got jokes because we teased him so tough that people don't understand. Because they just day? They really don't understand. We were walking. We didn't have a car. We didn't have money. We didn't have food. We didn't have clothes. Chris didn't let you ride in his Escalade? (laughs) Come on, man. Chris didn't have an Escalade. Chris had a red Corsica with four donuts. That's why we teased him to death. Wow. You're like, you're the number one high school kid. Wow. You don't have a car. I was offered a car. <laughs> you don't have a car? And so we teased them. Who and, and, offered you the car? Uh, <laughs> Patino. 
All right, Kentucky. Ricky. I love Ricky. Yeah, so, like, like what kind of so cars did he offer you? So let me let me. It wasn't a regular <laughs> okay. car. I didn't think so. So, so just did like Patino recruit you wearing an all white suit? No, it was all white bins. Yeah, uh, so he was the white so bins. What happened I knew was, something was white. What happened was he picked me up himself from the airport. He rolls up in this cocaine white on white bins. I'm. He pulls up. He was like, yeah, welcome to Kentucky. It's not as country as you thought, huh? I'm like, I dig your style. We get in the car. We drive into his house to have breakfast with his family. And and on the way home, he was like, what you think about the car? I was like, it's, it's nice. It's, it rides smooth. It's, it's sweet. I like mm-hmm. it. He was like, you want one of these? I'm like, <laughs> I'll take one. Yeah. But, you know, I'm. I think we're joking. And Jess, he was like, you can have one if you want one. <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'll I'll earn that. I'll I'll come to school, drive something else, and then I'll pay for it when I go to the league. Like, oh, that was man. my yeah, mindset. Man, come on, man. Mr. Pure over here. Uh, no, nah, I ain't got no pure. I was just like, I believed in my abilities. Were you and alone, plus, by the way? Plus, I, it was just me and him just in the car. Yeah, so in the when car. you went on all these recruiting trips, it was just strictly you, or did you take family it was me. with you? It was just strictly me. So, uh... Uh, every trip that I went on, it was just me by myself. See, so Jimmy, Jimmy's like, he wants you to believe when he was recruited, I want everything on the up and up, guys. No, don't. No, was, no, no, no. Uh, I don't want to see up. the bag. No, it wasn't the up and up. It was just I didn't want to jeopardize my future because I was like, wherever I go, I feel like I'm going to win the championship. I don't want to jeopardize that my teammates or jeopardize Anything, you know, moving forward, the possibility of going to the NBA. That was my thought, all of our thought process. All right. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> We're not done with him. We're not done with him. He's a skeptic. No, he's a In the media, you're supposed to be a skeptic. Because but, you lied to all the time well, by players and, and coaches. And, and that was the u- uniqueness of us. We didn't lie. We didn't have to lie. We told you guys. We told everything. That's that was the point. We was like, look, we about to blow this out. That's why we're gonna shave our heads bald, wear black socks. We're gonna buck the system. Who came up with the whole? It look. was collective. It was all collective. We would sit around in the dorm. Um, th- there was the TV rooms. We sit yeah. around in the TV room and two, three in the morning and sit up all night <clears throat> and talk about how we were gonna separate ourselves. How are we going to separate ourselves? We know we're good basketball-wise, but really, how will we be remembered um, um, differently outside of basketball? And that's when we started coming up with the black socks. Okay, nobody wears black socks at that time. If you wore black socks, you couldn't play. You weren't any good. So um, only time you to, wore black socks is if you had loafers on. Right, right. black dress socks. To, who made, to, who made, made black socks back then? Nobody. Yeah. So I just so, get them. So we went to the uh, mall. <clears throat> there may have been one athletic to Northland, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and there may have been one athletic uh, black pair of socks. We wore black dress socks. Whoa. Yeah, dress socks until we were able to request Nike to make black socks. And that's why when they made those black socks, they had the big blue uh, trim Nike letters on on the socks. Ah. Now you wore dress socks. Now you didn't have thick and thins on, did you? Um, I, I had the big white tube socks, and then I put the black okay. socks over the. T- oh. Otherwise, your sneaker oh, would slip, socks. right? Yeah. You'd right. Slip yeah, you out slip, of you'll slip out of them. You'll slip out of them. 
Oh, That's I crazy. love it, man. Well, you said you want to be known for something. You do, do you know what you guys are known for at Michigan State? What? Rubbing your asses <laughs> on the block S. <laughs> now, why did you rub your ass? Now, I don't know if you did, but I know Jalen no, did. I did. I did not. You did not. I did not, but I know I know the story behind it. I know right. what really happened. All right, though. what really happened? Why so, did you rub your asses on the block? So, S? so uh, when we were walking out freshman year on in the tunnel, <clears throat> we walking on the tunnel. There were fans on both sides, and all of a sudden, it started getting wet. <laughs> Looking up, they're spitting on us. So. Your natural reaction as a 17, 18-year-old kid is to defend yourself, which we did. We ran up in the stands. Nothing happened, but, you know. Uh, we you know, athletes are not supposed to run into the stands. That is the number one no-no. Well, Charles Barkley did it, and so, we, you know, he said he was a role model. Ron Artest did it, too. <laughs> he said he's not a role model. But, no, no, but, but really, no, we're all human first. That, let's get that out the way. We're human beings first, we're basketball players second. Kind of young and dumb. Yeah, young and dumb too. So after that, Fish pulls us in the locker room, life lesson, don't let anybody knock you off your square, got to be better than that, um, be better than the next time something like that happens in that situation. So after the game, after we win the game, we're like, oh, we're we're not we're not just going to leave this the way that it is. So. And we're going to ignore our coach. We're going to ignore <laughs> the coach because we're young and dumb. And that's how you get the act of using the S on the S. So now Fish gives you a nice life lesson. <laughs> you play the game. Every time you play at Michigan State, it's a tough win. Yeah. So you win the game, mm-hmm. and you still didn't learn your lesson. You, you had nah, to do we had No, we had to rub it in because they're baby <laughs> brother, too. I don't blame you. We had to do it. Like It's, it's just like. It, even if you beat your brother, your younger brother on the blacktop, you're going to talk to him all the way home. You're going to talk to him before he go to bed, when he get out the shower. You know, you're going you're gonna to remind him that you got the better of him, and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to somehow just make it memorable, and we still talking about it. Who was on yeah, that Spartan team? Do you remember some of the guys uh, on that Spartan team? Uh, Sean Respert, uh, Eric Snow. Did they come up to you after that and no, say something? No, no, no. Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. How about the next guy? Next time you um, played him? I mean, that would... But you know, you know what? You know, really, we we really didn't talk that much in, in the games, mm. which is kind of yeah. odd. That's like, not you like would it think, is now. Yeah, you would... We we said some things, but we didn't talk a lot. You but know? you said your, your basketball rival back then was Ohio State. Not um, Michigan State as much. It was both, but Ohio State was number one. Like they had the, you know, Jim Jackson, Lawrence Funderburg. Um, they were the number uh, one team in the Big Ten and ended up being the number one seed that year, our freshman year. So they they were uh, the ones on our radar to knock off more than Michigan State at that time. Okay. And you ended up beating them in the tournament. You ended up beating – So they, you could play. They, they kicked our tails twice in the regular season. Then we finally figured it out the third time. All right. Now, they always say in sports it is hard to beat it's a hard. team for a second time or in basketball it's a hard. third time. That's right. What's the difference? Familiarity and um, confidence. That's it. But shouldn't they have confidence? Because they just they kicked do, your ass but twice. Then, but, but that's it. You kicked your ass twice, so now we're going to overlook you a little bit. And that's all it takes. Okay. Just a little oversight. Yeah. That's all it takes. 
Now, now be honest. Now, when you play Duke, mm-hmm. did you did you want to beat them Hell because they're, yeah. they're they're a bunch of white yes. dudes? Yes, I wanted to beat Duke because they, it was the white school. Duke to us was like another country. <laughs> it was another <laughs> right. world. You know, I being a top recruit, being the number one two guard to come out the country. Duke didn't recruit me. <laughs> Duke sent a letter. I never talked to Shazeski. I never met any of their assistants. I was recruited by everybody. I'm well, the you top guard. You weren't buttoned down enough, though. Yeah, but, <laughs> but see, that's the perception, right? Not buttoned down enough. I come out of Plano, Plano East. How buttoned up can you be? I thought you came out of South Bend. Well, I'm from South Bend. <laughs> from South so Bend, but you homework, went to Plano. But I, but, but I, was, uh, I grew up and came out of Plano. But at the end of the day, they didn't recruit me. Did they recruit um, any of the boys? Uh, they recruit Webb. They recruited Chris, uh, and that's it. I don't think they they didn't recruit Jay. They didn't recruit Ray or Juwan. Good. I, I and Juwan and, and, and Juwan. Juwan is a he. Remember Juwan and Chris? They were all in in uh, Big Dog. Glenn Robinson were one, two, and three. Any week, it it shuffled between those three players. How can you not look at Juwan Howard? And Juwan Howard's kind of a – he's a little bit of a nerd. So yeah. it looks like he would fit Duke. That's why, that's why he and I were roommates. They put the two nerds together. So you were a nerd? Yes. I just look this way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help how I look, but I'm a nerd. Just to let everyone know, Jimmy walks around with a, a little a dog, big, too, okay? Right. I want everyone you know to know what? that. And a little purse. <laughs> little, little, little Miss Jeejers is what we call her, right? Her name is Gio, but we call her Jeejers. Little Miss Jeejers will make her debut someday. She's little running out in the hallway yeah, right little, now. Everyone yeah, loves on her. Yeah, right. we'll, 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 around. So don't think Jimmy's some big tough guy here, right? <laughs> right. He walks around with a little dog. Well, you know what? I tell you what, how he's not a tough guy. <laughs> What'd you do cake. New Year's Eve? Oh, Did you go out and party and stay, nah. up, stay up until five in the morning? Listen, I took me and my girl, we went downtown to Campus Marshes, hung out, got a nice dinner, had a little glass of wine. When they were counting down to midnight, I was ready to go to bed. I remember See, never vividly like, looking Marshes. around. As everybody was counting down, they was like, they started at 30. So when they got to 15, I was looking around. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm already over it. Yeah, I'm already done. They started too early for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, they did. They can't start at 30. At 30. They did. And when they got to 15, I was like, yeah, I'm ready I've to I've never go. been down. Do they have a little ball I think it's a D. No. Is no. it a D? It's a D? Uh, the, it used to be, but it wasn't there this year. It, um, but they did have, did have a giant Christmas tree up. Um, but nothing special. Well, the Christmas tree is not up there for New Year's. It's for Christmas, well, just to let you know. But that's what I'm saying. But usually they do something on top of the tree, but they didn't do anything. He didn't uh, even see what came down. He fell asleep. In other words, but you know what? You were stone drunk. <laughs> I was ready to didn't know what was happening. You don't even know what came down. Right. Listen, listen, hold on now. My, mom, my, mom, my mom's going to be listening to this. Now, Mom, I was not drinking. <laughs> Well, tell us what came down from the New Year's if you weren't drunk. No, nothing. His eyelids. It was. It was the nothing came down. Eyelids. Snow. Some snow and ice came down. That was it. Hey, it's better than what Terry did. Terry went to dinner at five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. My uh... T T said he went to dinner with a bunch of blue hairs. I know blue hairs. And they and they had to what serve you every hour or something. No, no, no. They they switched over the seating every hour. So a new group came in, and you left and stuff. So. So you got to eat fast then. No, no, you don't. 
you, you don't they don't fill up the restaurant so you can stay oh, a little bit gotcha, after we gotcha, stayed a little gotcha. bit afterwards we, we got yeah. out of there at 6 15 but um i asked the wife who never goes out mm-hmm. new year's eve say hey, i got i can get reservations at this restaurant so she said yeah go ahead proceed See, but see, wifey knows, and and I know, but everybody don't really know who T is. T plays it like, like he he hangs with the he, Pope, and he plays like a tough guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he is. Though. Ask him what he did after dinner. Yeah, what'd you do after dinner? Went to Coles. <laughs> Coles on <laughs> New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Um, the wife wanted to exchange something, mm-hmm. so we go to Coles, mm-hmm. and Coles gives everybody. Yeah. Coupons. Yeah. So people are bitching about, well, uh, you gave me eighty percent off, but I should have gotten eighty five percent off. Of course. Eighty plus my twenty. Right. right. From the twenty, you should. And yeah. then you, this is one woman, woman who was sitting up there. She not only got a, a discount, she traded all her stuff in and got paid. There you go. That's how you do it. Well, that's do you, the best. That's a smart way to I do it. I dig calls, by the way. I like them. Now you do know that no, there's no, no. a way to get paid. Yeah. How do you? Buy five things, then take them back, and then get paid for that. So if there's a coupon that you can use where it's already paid for, when so, you slide on that coupon. So you owe, because you know all the tricks, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's lots of tricks. So anyway, time. wifey and I go to Kohl's, and Kohl's is open till 10 p.m. New Year's Eve. For some reason. For what? Yeah, I don't know. And I said, this is weird. She said, there's no way Coles is open at 10 o'clock. I says, what it says. I'm looking at the thing. She says, no way. So she's bitching at me over dinner. I said, we're going to go to Coles. It's going to be closed. It's going to be your fault. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> Happy New Year. I, 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 it says 10 o'clock. All right. So we go to Coles, and you know we get there by 8. It's open. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sign right there. Open till 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So we go in there and. She's shopping, looking for stuff, looking for some pants for her mama, and then she's got to exchange some stuff. Mm-hmm. So we go. That's what I the did New Year's Eve. The good old exchange. Did you have the whole place so, to yourself? So we had the whole place. I, I can to myself. empathize. Yeah. I can empathize with you because I, I was dragged a lot of places uh, for Christmas and New Year's for returns and extra gifts for extra family members and stuff like that. So I can empathize with you, my brother. Okay. Like I. You know, I don't like true. it. I don't like it at all. Right. <laughs> but I, I, but I you got to do it. You, you got to for the people you didn't, you forgot for Christmas. You get them after Christmas, after right? Christmas. And you get the best deal. Yeah, that's, that is or the best deal. If you deals. got something that you like, then you give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Re gift. Re gift. Re gift. Absolutely. And uh, I, I do something every year. That I, and this is my favorite part of Christmas is when people give me gift cards. Because mm-hmm. some people don't give me gift cards. That's insensitive and, mm-hmm. you know, that's not right. I love gift cards. Give me as many gift cards as you can. Because what I do, or what I did, all right, I do this every, this year, uh, I think it was December 27th or 28th, I take my little gift cards, put them in my, my pocket and everything. I just go shopping for myself. Mm-hmm. That's I what got, it's for. I, yeah, I got a Visa gift card. Uh, you got to pay extra for those, by the way. That's no, a ripoff. The no, Visa, no, no, gift no. Cards the Visa are is a ripoff. It right. is a ripoff. You have to how pay. So, how so? They charge you a percentage. Like if I want to get a hundred dollars for him, you get it costs so you like, got a, like a twenty. It's six ninety five. Yeah, right. it costs like a hundred dollars and seven, a hundred and seven dollars for his hundred. For the hundred. And then yeah. if I buy something for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. it costs me twenty two fifty. It's a robbery. So what I do is, if it's a hundred dollar gift card, I buy something that's a hundred dollars or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't have to pay that. Pay but the Visa gift card is a ripoff. Mm. Never get but, the Visa gift card. Okay. But I got a Visa gift card. 
spent the whole hundred bucks. I got one from Dick's, got myself some sweet gym shoes, mm-hmm. and I bought me some kick-ass boots. Uh, and these some nice big black good. boots. From Dick's as well? No, that's no, good. no, no. You don't get boots from Dick's. You can. Yeah, you can. You, you can. can, but not sweet ones. But okay. not sweet ones. Ah, yeah. you got some riding boots. <laughs> yeah. Not riding some, boots. <laughs> that's girls riding boots. But you got some sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got you. Like, like if somebody wants to fight me. <laughs> They'll look at my boots and say, okay, we better not mess with this brother. He's a little bit crazy. So you look, you're walking around looking like the Terminator then. Right, huh? right. <laughs> little do they know, if they do test me, they got me all day. They can take me. But, yeah, I got these nah, boots on. No, not no more, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We retracting that. We retracting that. Ain't nobody what do you got on right now? Let here. me see your feet now. All right. You got your construction man boots on. Uh, yeah, these are Uggs. The, uh, oh, stop they got it. man Uggs? Yes, they have man Tom Uggs Tom Brady now. style. You're kidding yeah. me. Yep. Tom, Tom endorses them. <laughs> he does, but here's the great thing about his Ugg, own pajamas boots. They have all this fur inside them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wear socks. Yeah. Like, I go out there in the dead of winter, no socks on, got my, my Ugg boots on, warm. So, let, like me ask in the you house. so let me ask you this. Like, So when you come home and you take them off and, and you're in <laughs> yes. the, the vestibule or, uh, you know. The mud room. The mud room. Does it smell like a football <laughs> practice? You know what? It doesn't smell bad, but it doesn't mm-hmm. smell good. Right. <laughs> but I think that fur keeps the keeps smell in. So this is good stuff, doesn't man. Doesn't sweat. Doesn't sweat. Your feet don't sweat. No. No. Yeah, that something. fur. That's the reason why I can't do it. The fur would burn my feet up. Don't wear socks. Yeah, but my feet will sweat. I don't think Uggs run in your size anyway. To tell you the actually, truth. they do. They do. Because I read. Like I said, I was at on. the mall. Nope. What are you? A I was, I was drunk. Fifteen. Fifteen. I was, I was dragged through the mall. And I ran across some, you know, after you shop for so many days, there are things that you don't look at that you look at. <laughs> and the Ugg boots was one of them. And that's how I know they do have my size and they're not for me. All right, man, I'm telling you. My girls I, just, love I didn't their even Uggs. try them on. My girls love their Uggs. And, and I always the wanted you, Uggs. you don't wear Uggs. No, I'd love to. I, I didn't know they had uh, oh, male I Uggs. Yeah. I, swear I can't God. believe you, you guys are wearing Uggs. I'm not, I'm no, he Uggs. won't wear them. I'm no. the only one wearing Uggs. <laughs> Stop it. You didn't, you never saw Tom Brady. Well, if I saw him wearing it, I know I would not wear it. he's to wear them, though. <laughs> he's yeah, endorsed. Don't you, don't you have to have some scruples? If something is really ugly and nasty, you can't. But if it's comfortable... I wear it. These are comfortable. See? Now I may wear them. And nobody but knows the these are Uggs is, is until they look at the back of my shoe and say, oh, back. those are Uggs. <laughs> let me take another quick look at them. Hold on. Yeah, let me see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those look. I dig them. I like those. Those yeah. are different. I yeah. like those. Okay. Yeah, because those look a little bit like Tim's. I don't have like T-Foss money. That's the only thing. <laughs> no, no, I got That's them on sale. Saying, no, no. Uh, Wait a minute. They never go I, on I, sale. No, no, I used to be a world traveler. I yeah. used to be rich. I'm not rich anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retired. But these Uggs were on sale. And I, here's something else I found out. I can't change um, a quarter. I bought these Uggs at Nordstrom, mm-hmm. and they wanted $200 for them. I'm not, I'm not paying two hundred dollars. I'm mm-hmm. arguing with the woman. I said that's too much. I'm not. Oh, but these are really guys. I said, no. And then she said, okay. I got. I know what she told you. She said, if you get them in oatmeal color, oh. they're eighty nine dollars. Wow. And she so said, more than half. Right, more than half. She said, wow. Here's the only problem. She said, we don't have any here. We have them in New York. And so I'm like, let's just call New York. Yeah, so she gets on the phone, calls the New York store mm-hmm. and 
back in the day when I was your age, if you got something shipped like on the 15th, Mm -hmm. it didn't arrive until the the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Or the following month. Right. Homegirl calls up Nordstrom, New York, says, do here, you know, wants the the oatmeal boots and everything. I said, okay, I got them in two days. Two days. Nice. That's a that's a deal, man. Right. Yeah. Only because that's, that's, it was that's like good. that's good. It was like eight o'clock at night, so she I got him. Ship him to the next yeah. day. No, I thought she was going to tell you open up a credit card with Nordstroms and we'll give you twenty percent off. off. I nah, thought that was going to be nah, that thing because that's what you do mm-hmm. when you go to the stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always hit you with that. Yeah, but if you, you know if you're spending card if you're spending three four hundred dollars, then it's smart to do it. Right. Don't, don't use no, the card. No, it makes after sense. That. It's just that it, for me. When I have access to credit cards like that, I abuse them. So I had to get rid of them. <laughs> I think we all have that yeah, problem. Yeah, I abuse them. I, I, I'm straight cash. Straight cash, homie. That's what we have to do. But I wasn't like that until I got married to this girl. Abs. You mean your wife? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she's that girl sometimes. All right, all right. Abs, my wife, is a skin flint. Mm-hmm. She's always looking for deals. And here's, here's the thing that annoys me about her. So my girl, I love her, but she annoys me. She said, "Uh, honey, let's go drop by the dollar store and get some like a mat." I said, "Well, no, no, nah, nah, don't I, go to I, the I, dollar I, store." I like, I like wifey. She's smart. The paper plate. No, 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 the, no, the no, no she's not. I'm gonna the tell you why. Smart, dollar store is the deal. No, she goes and gets like a mat, mm-hmm. and then two days later, she says, I hate this mat. mat. It's <laughs> falling this... apart already. It stinks and it smells she's funny. She's smart. Yeah. Now, here's where I come in. That I got to go somewhere else and buy the mat. She's smart. How's she smart? Uh, because she, what she's she doing you. is she's grooming you, yeah. right? right. Suckered is yeah. the word, she's but she's spending the money. money How are we will? saving because money? Because what she's doing is she's like, okay, here's the bargain. I'm frugal. I'm going to go get this mat for a dollar. Here it is. No problem. But then it rips up. Don't like it. Don't like the style. And you're like, well, what's the next option? So, it falls on hubby. Right. You got to go get it. So, I, I'm always arguing with you. How did we save money on this? This mat was $14 at whatever store we go to, and then you spent an extra dollar at the dollar store, and so we got to go get pay the 14 anyway. He said, oh, just go do but it. But you got to give it a credit. Hey, the dollar store is great for the balloons. The, yeah, it's true. The, the, the helium oh balloons. Gosh, yes. I mean, that's you a bargain. so much. That's that's what oh, you yeah. want from the dollar I mean, you store. Have, yes. You have so many uh, young kids and you have a birthday party. Oh, I've saved so much money going to the dollar store. And they got the occasional yeah. decent piece you, of candy. You know what? You, yeah. No, don't get candy at the dollar store. Because at the dollar store, you know how much they charge you for candy? A dollar six. Yeah. But you can go to Kroger somewhere, and that same candy bar is like eighty nine cents. Yeah. Okay. Don't yeah, buy yeah, candy yeah. at the dollar store. Hey, I'm a Kroger guy. Yeah. I know my I know my way around that store. I do too. Yeah. And here's the other thing we do. We so buy- Kroger, hold on. I got a question for All you. Right. Okay, here we go. Kroger or Bushes? Oh, I don't have I don't have a, a Bushes bush by now. Yeah, but it's that's bushes what I'm saying. Bushes, right? By far. By far. All right. It's not even Just close. Checking. Yeah. Just I can't check. even. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But my son, when he was Five. Mm-hmm. I took him to the bushes by Oakland University. And this a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. We go in, it's real nice, and you feel like you're in a museum, a museum of food and everything. And he said, Dad, this place is expensive. I said, yeah, I know. He's a five-year-old oh, noticing that. Wow, and he had the concept to understand. Yeah, it's like $40 for an apple. I know. Smart kid. I'll stick him with Kroger. 
Smart yeah, Kroger, kid. if you want to save kid, money, that's the place my, to go. My, my kids didn't have concept of money until later. My The first time my daughter asked me for money, she asked me for $100. Oh, she went right to the bank. Wow. She was two. She probably saw your... your your wife. I was just. I was like, "How do you? How do you even know what a hundred dollars is?" She probably read in the paper how much you made a year. So she said, "Oh it, yeah, I it, get a hundred dollars." She didn't learn that on published. Sesame Street. I right. know that. <laughs> it, yeah, it was published. I want to talk about one of your boys here, um, Jawan Howard. When Jawan Howard was, when he was hired as basketball coach, I have a Sparty family. <laughs> Crack it up. Oh, what's Michigan thinking? They, they hired Jawan Howard. He don't know anything. He hasn't been a head coach. We're going to dominate Michigan, which they did the other day. Michigan State did dominate Michigan, but they said that it was a bad hire. And I said, don't fall asleep on this dude. First of all, he's going to recruit very well. And I knew the situation he was in with the Miami Heat. He was tucked away under Pat Riley mm-hmm. and Spolster, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. really good basketball minds. Mm-hmm. And even before he retired as a player, mm-hmm. they had him, you know, showing what to do as a coach. Here's what we do. Here's how you coach yep. and blah, blah, blah. And Juwan Howard, I said earlier, he's a nerd. Yep. He is a nerd, and he's a little bookworm, too. Bookworm is is, is an understatement. He did his show uh, last week um, for his weekly show in Ann Arbor, and I went up there to support him. He, as he walked in to uh, uh, the set, he had his books with him, preparing for Michigan State and Purdue. This was last week. So I peeked at his books. You know, I looked at I'm looking at I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. He had a stack of books this thick. He, he walked, he carries it. It's not, a, not in a briefcase, not in a folder. Like, it's like a student's papers. It's a student's papers, right. yeah. She put it in a so, book bag. Or so something. when it comes to right, not even in a book bag. So when it comes to that, I'm just I I see him two three times a week. Every time I see him, he has those books in his hand. Does he know who you are? Sometimes I have to remind. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> All right, just, no, but um, I know that you know when they hired him. I know Ward Emanuel uh, pretty well, and I know you and Jalen Rose were supporting him. I said, well, they played with him, so they had to do that. But I came. I was in support of him, too, because I understood where he came from. Mm-hmm. Miami Heat, Pat Riley, I think is one of the mm-hmm. best basketball minds around. Mm-hmm. And when Pat Riley sinks his claws into you, mm-hmm. you will know basketball. No question. I agree. You would, you would know. And so I, I figured I agree. people don't know that he's going to end up being a good hire for he, Michigan. This is, I think people underestimate <clears throat> his, uh, his acumen, and they also – underestimate his work ethic no one is going to outwork him and what if you have followed Michigan basketball in the past month he's turning the the recruiting um trail on its ear he's getting top four or five recruits you know interested decommitting and committing to Michigan like you know we've never seen that actually at Michigan before so for him to do this in his first year Six months in is incredible. Um, the basketball itself, that's easy. Like that, the the scheming, the the planning, that's that's I know it sounds crazy, but that's the easy part. The the recruiting to get the kids interest and the families to believe in buying the system and to feel um at home. That that is the harder job than anything. The kids wanna play ball, but to get them comfortable to come here 
and uh, to feel like they're going to be successful. That's that's what I think is uh, the advantage that he's going to have over everyone else. Let me ask you, has a basketball coach ever called you a thug? Yes. <laughs> and he was white. Was he? Yeah, he was How'd white. You take one, it? I told him something. He never called me that again. Okay, well, that's what John Beeline is. I would have told Beeline something, too. I think he, he did he it by accident. Never, I, I, but you I know believe what? him that he did I, it by accident. And, and John, and, and, and I do too, because John is not that type of guy. He's not going no to he, he's, he will, he's not gonna speak to his players that <sighs> way. And, um, you know, I take him for at his word. And for him to call each and every player uh, individually uh, lets you know what type of guy he is. Because uh, I know a bunch of basketball coaches. Eighty percent of them would just say, "Okay, I messed up. Right. I'm, not even, I'm not, I'm nah, not calling. I'm not calling." No, wouldn't apologize. Wouldn't right. say anything. And just, no, they would pub- apologize in the media. In the media, but they wouldn't Correct. to the players. Correct. They would. They wouldn't do it to the players, which I, which is really what you need to do. And that's why, you know, I I commend him. I I think that he, uh, it was just a slip, just a slip of the words. We've all done it, and he's he's standing up for it and apologize. All right. So when you got called a thug. Did you hit the coach? No, or? I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him. I, I, what, I what knew his scenario? mo. He he was a very combative guy. He thought he was the type of coach, which was weird to me, that if he ruffled your feathers and his players' feathers and get the players to turn in on each other, made each other tougher. So he promoted an environment of chaos in his locker room instead of. Uh, one of unity. He was more divisive. Was this college or pro? It was pro. Yeah. So his style was like, you know, oh, he said this about you, which you going, you know, he was that type of guy. And so that, that doesn't work in the NBA to me, unless you got a real big name. It, 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 it does not work, and he's not coaching anymore. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, um, I, I learned from Chuck Daly, mm-hmm. former Pistons coach. And he, first thing he said, these are all corporations. Yep. Uh, I'm going to impose my will on them, mm-hmm. but they're going to think it was their that was idea. idea. That, that's that's what the way he, you got to do, do it. That's what he used to do it all the time. How do you mean by that? What did he do? Chuck would um, – I mean, I'm a big fan of Chuck. I was yeah. a big fan of the bad he boys. Would, he would suggest let's do something. Let's play a certain offense or maybe a motion offense or something. The players are like, uh, nah, that's not going to work and everything. He said, okay, fine. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep losing and mm-hmm. we'll do it this way. Mm-hmm. Then after a while – Isaiah Lambert come up there and say, I think we should play a, a motion offense. Mm-hmm. And Chuck was say, it's a great, great idea. idea. Thanks for bringing it up to me. Yep. So he they thought they came up with the idea. He didn't take someone on the side and say, hey, I want you to do this do for this me, one. you know, in a, in he, a day or two. He probably did. If yeah. he did, it would be John Sally. Because that's I, the I was only think one. Lam- I was going to think Lambert. I was no, going to no, think he was Sal was the only one who, who conv- would listen to him. And, <laughs> and who's convincing in the locker room. I played with Sal. I played with Sal. I played for um, um, the assistant coach, oh, my God, Brendan Malone uh, in Toronto. Isaiah drafted me. Obviously, I was a fan of the Pistons, so I feel like I was a part of that team. But, um, yeah, if it was anyone to get the players to kind of side on the coaches, it would be Josh Alley. It would def- he would be the guy that the coach would tap on John's shoulder because John would do it. 
Right, because Chuck John would do it. Would only yell at John Sally. Mm-hmm. If Isaiah messed up, he wouldn't yell at him. He would just say, "Isaiah, you screwed up." But he wouldn't yell at yeah, him. Then he go over to Sal and scream at him, and because Sal could take it. That's how it goes. Right. Yeah, I was the player. You could yell at me all day. You could yell at me all day. And <laughs> hey, what happened when, when when Toronto drafted you? How how did you feel about going to a team that wasn't here uh, in the U.S. Of at a? first, right? Because it was the it was the it was an inaugural season. I was kind of apprehensive because I was like basketball in Canada and like, those uniforms. And those yeah, uniforms. And, <laughs> and, 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 and the, the purple yeah. with the dinosaur. I, I was like, I was like, oh, but. It's the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you still got the NBA logo on there. I was happy with it. And now when you look back at those uniforms, they're, they're – uh, They use them still. Yeah. Yeah. They come back to them. I talked to – yeah. Sorry about so that. Bro, oh, sorry. Sorry. I talked to Isaiah about that. And he said, those uniforms are not for you and they're not for me. They're for kids. Yep. That, you know, we want younger people mm-hmm. to buy uniforms and if you put a dinosaur in there, they'll buy them. They'll buy them. Yep. <laughs> Who was that the, coach of that team? Brendan Malone. Malone was the head coach? Brendan Malone was the coach. He was the head good coach. Dude. He was, uh, yeah, he was a good dude, good dude. Um, very funny. I remember um, one of the practices, you know, and I, I was used to, you know, more of a structured type of practice in the NBA. They're more loose, obviously. How, how do you, you have a structured – practice with Steve Fisher as your coach. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What are you saying about Steve? Fish had every minute. So if we had a drill and it went from three, like say we started practice at 315. St- stretch was 315 to 330. Then 331 to 333 was water break. Then 334 to like 357 was like the, it was it was so you had the clock it was clock and it was specific it was like odd numbers it wasn't like always block numbers so it was very detailed and very specific that's what I was used to when I got when I went pro it was like all right practice at 11 you roll up in there shoot around do a couple of drills walk through you out in 30 minutes 45 minutes most. That's a regular practice. That's in a NBA? regular practice. I know a shoot around is only a quick right. Shoot around. It, shoot around was even quicker. So, yeah. So it was different when when you prepped for the game. So I remember Brendan. You know, I'm walking in practice and like, you know, hey, good morning, coach. What's going on? He was like, yeah, what's up? You hanging out today? You know how Brendan talks. He's like, what's up? You <laughs> that just New York hanging? Accent. You good? Yeah, you hanging? You you all right? And I'm like, I'm good, coach. And it was always laid back and cool, but. Um, that was the business in the NBA. Yeah, you you can't you can't drag those bodies down because it's an 82 game season. Uh, you have a million practices. Oh yeah. Uh, the one thing Chuck Daly always used to say that he would want players to conduct timeouts sometimes mm-hmm. or things because he said mm-hmm. think think if you went to work and if you had like let's say 3,000 meetings mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. You can't hear the same, same voice. voice. And he would say a meeting is a timeout. That's why he's a great coach. See, like, th- that little bit right there, to anybody else, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. That sounds good. That's sure. cute. You do it one time or whatever. But to those players, it means everything. When you when you sit back and you look at the players, you'd be like, this is your team. This is your huddle. Run the team, Isaiah. R- run the team, John. Like, do, do, do. 
what you know or you think you can do or do just do the things that we've been doing. You all know it. Just go out there and repeat it. That, and the best teams that are able to impose their wills, it's all cliche-ish, it's true. You win. There's nothing new under the sun. You can't invent any new plays. It may look cool. It may uh, uh, sound fancy, but at the end of the day, you got to execute. And the teams that have the most um, – that imposes their will but also uh, are more in tune with each other and, and, and can um, lay out for each other, they're the ones that are going to win. The, the teams that have the individuals, like L.A. this year, everybody's all on L.A. The Lakers, it's regular season. When the playoffs come around, LeBron and A.D. are going to need a few more players to play with because if you run up against the team that's playing for each other, you need that support. And that's the trouble that L.A. is going to run into this year. Mark my words. I don't care what seat. I hope they you're go, right. I'm, I'm telling you. Knicks I've seen it. it. I know. <laughs> I've seen Spirit it. Spirit of A hundred times, a hundred years, or however long you want to say it, I've seen it. It's not going to work for them. They I hope you're help. right. But you know LeBron's going to get more serious during the playoffs than he is now. It doesn't matter how serious LeBron gets. So you don't LeBron think they can can't win, do huh? it? No. Really? Not at all. They need they need more help. Because when, when they shrink that court <clears throat> and uh, – the shooters, they're going to need those shooters to expand expand it. They don't have it. Who could beat them? Clippers? The Clippers. You really think so? Because of yeah. defense. I'll put it to you this way. I take a team that can lock down a team um, when it comes to crunch time over a, a high-powered scoring offense. So the Clippers are going to win an NBA championship before the Lions win a, a playoff yes. game. Is that what you're that's, telling me? That's what I'm telling you. The L.A. Definitely. Clippers. Yes. The former Buffalo Braves. Right. Definitely. Well, well, Donald Sterling's gone now. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's a different organization. Yeah, and now. it's a whole different field over there, too. They got, I mean. I don't like you their got unis, the, by the way. I don't like that yeah, the, fancy out Los Angeles. The Los Angeles. That's an old to the, that's cultural to, for that area. Right. Like Raider-esque? Yeah, yeah. South Central-esque. Yeah. Okay. They'll win before the Lions win a playoff game. <laughs> they yeah. won the whole thing. Wow. Absolutely. So, while we talking about the Lions, what do you oh, think the Lions should do? I tell you, so, so they got the third pick in the NFL draft. Yes. Do you take a quarterback oh, yeah. or not? There you go. I'm would, telling I, you no. The reason why? Oh man, you I'm so, gonna tell you why. Uh, go ahead. First of all, you don't know where if 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 the picks go the way that they go. Um, Burles, he's gonna be gone. Right. And Chase um, Young will Chase be will be gone. That's who we so, need. Right. We that's need who Chase we need, Young. Right. That's, that's really what we need. But the Redskins will take him. Yeah, but he's, he's definitely going to be gone. So, so, so now we got a guy who medically we have – we don't have – we don't know. We're talking about Tua. Tua. Alabama. Tua Tagaloa. Yeah, I just call him Tua. I don't mess with his last name. Like the Greek freak. Exactly. Like the Greek freak. Not the Tacumbo I can get. But he – so you don't know what – I know what he's going to be like. So you're going to pick, and you're you going to don't take. know what Matthew Stafford's going to be because he's right. 30, but, but over thirty. Why, but that's right. but that's why. But you know what you got with Matthew, though. You actually don't because so, he's got a bad back now. Well, either way, you're going to find out. But you kind of know. I'm not spending a third. I'm a. I'm a. 
I'm going to get rid of that third pick. I'm going to yeah. get so many draft picks out of I'm selling that pick. If you can do I'm that, yes, that, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, somebody's going to somebody. Whatever happens, up. it's going to be wrong. If they take Tua, <laughs> he's true. never going to be able to play again. If they don't take him, he's going to be the next Lamar Jackson. And that's what I'm saying. That's just the way it is. Yeah, that's absolutely. that, And that's why we I'm know that by safe. Now. I'm trading away <laughs> that pick. I'm trading away that pick. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm amassing so many picks, and I'm taking as many players as I can. How about the Pistons' young guy, Siku Dumbaye? What do you we'll, think of him? We'll see. Just see because he post, got that one. That yeah, I see that poster. Yeah. I mean, and I see, I see a lot of guys bit. posterize guys that can't play. He's 19. Tristan no, no, Thompson's no. been around. I, I, I like the athleticism. I think that he has a good upside. But, again, I have to see it consistently. That one highlight does not make you a player. It do not make yeah, you that, a player. Yeah, that's the thing. We, do. we fall in love of with course. highlights. Of course. And, you know, the one word in sports people just – Brush aside, consistency. Right. If you can get a consistent team, consistent player, over the long run, they will beat you. Oh, I want to say this. Zico, what he did, and he and he stood over the guy. I didn't like that, only because I don't want. I don't want him. I don't want him being like. You know, we're gonna get that guy because tonight they play the Cavs tonight again. Mm-hmm. I think. So what? I, I didn't. I didn't want the guy to stand over him. I wanted Tayshawn Prince when he blocked the shot and he walked away and. And be Tayshawn Prince. He was a, not a guy that you, you're going to go after all the time. Do you understand what I mean? Now that this kid, now he's got he's got the attitude. Yeah, but don't, 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 don't you want the see. edge? I do like the edge, but they're not winning this year. <laughs> they're not winning. Now it just looks like he's just a punk. Right. So 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 he has to back that up. Now that that's that's what you're saying. It's like now yeah. if you if you're going to act that way and flex, you got to back yeah, that up. That's my opinion. And that's be all. consistent. I'm happy he did it. Okay. We just well, need somebody we, to run we, with we, D. Rose. We'll bring this up on the next show, but I tell you, someone else who used to do that. Chris Weber used to dunk on five foot ten white guys from Idaho <laughs> and then flex. I love well, I mean, what's that? Hey, you step on that court, you step in between that lines. Everybody gets it. He Come played. On, he played a long time. Everybody gets it. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel sorry for the five ten white guys. <laughs> Guy, you know, he's just trying to do his best. But anyway, Jimmy's been fun. Mass, thanks pleasure. a lot. Thanks, man. I love it. Thanks, Every brother. Thursday, Friday, same time, we'll be here talking. NRM Streamcast. Yeah, NRM Streamcast. Let's do it, King and Foster. Hey, hey.